Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. G'day guys, welcome back to the Pelican Scooper Hoop-Ball.com presentation. I am your host, Lyle Swithenbank, at Lyle Swithenbank on Twitter, L-Y-L-E-S-W-I-T-H-E-N-B-A-N-K as in bank. Welcome back guys, um, just me today, we haven't got any special guests, so I thought I would keep the, uh, the news ticking over and uh, give you guys a little update us to the off-season and what everyone's doing uh, during that. Uh, today we're going to have a chat about the coaching search, which is ongoing still. We still haven't found anyone. This is as of the 30th of June. Uh, no one has been signed. And um, also the FIBA Olympic qualifiers have started. And one of our own young Nikhil Alexander-Walker played in the Canadian national team. So we'll have a chat about that as well. Um, otherwise, Probably going to be a short and sharp one today, but uh, let's have some fun. So before we get into it, of course, today's episode is brought to you by mybookie.ag. Use the code HOOPBALL when you sign up and you'll get a deposit match. Um, free money, basically. So go and sign up over there and uh, whatever you put in, you'll get a 100% deposit match, uh, which we love, courtesy of our friends at mybookie. And of course, go and... Get all of your shaving needs over at manscaped.com. Hoopball20 is the code. And um, yeah, go and use them. Use that code and, and get yourself a discount. I think the uh, the lawnmower 4.0 is on its way. Um, you know, we've been plugging the 3.0 for a while and they've upgraded it already. So make sure you go over there, have a look and um, sort yourselves out. Uh, Hoopball20, H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L-2-0. We'll give you 20% off and free shipping. We love that from the guys over there. So, let's get into it. Um, in our last episode, we had a chat with uh, Ollie Cassell from the Bird Rights, and he talked about different people being considered for the coaching position. As we know, Stan Van Gundy was let go after the first year of, four, of his four-year deal that he signed in the off-season. Um, I think Griff had to eat humble pie a little bit and realise that it wasn't the right fit. There was talk of discontent and the like uh, amongst the locker room between players such as Brandon Ingram um, and Stan, which you just don't want. Um, you know, we're trying to win and, um, you know, we had a year of teaching with Stan. It didn't pay off and Griff was big enough to realize that that was the wrong idea. So the coaching search has been ongoing. From all reports, um, Chauncey Billups was right up there as one of the people they were chasing. Uh, he has subsequently signed with the Portland Trailblazers. Uh, Rick Carlisle, who had left the Mavericks, has signed with the Pacers. And uh, Imi Adoku has signed with the Boston Celtics. So they were some of the big names that were... Um, floated around as the people that could absolutely get a head coaching job in this offseason. Some other guys that 
the Pelicans were interested in were or was or is Jark Morn from the Brooklyn Nets. He's in a, no, he was the interim head coach there before uh, Steve Nash took over and um, was an assistant this year. And then also Charles Lee from Milwaukee Bucks. So he's currently busy um, mucking around trying to win an Eastern Conference final. Um, so we haven't seen much of that develop. A development today was that Jark Vaughan has actually withdrawn himself from every head coaching search. Um, he's decided he doesn't want to be a head coach this year and he's going to stay in Brooklyn, I think, uh, for family reasons. Completely understandable in these times. Um, if your family's there in Brooklyn, well, sometimes you don't want to relocate. You're in a pretty good position there uh, competing for championships and the like when that roster is healthy. I think he's a great um, a fit there as well. And I think they've really uh, liked having him as a, as a lead assistant there uh, behind Steve Nash. So um, when you've got a rookie head coach, it's about building good assistants um, in that coaching team, filling it out with, uh, with other guys with different experiences. So very good uh, for him to stay there and wish him all the best. Um, that, I suppose, turns our focus to Charles Lee. So he's a younger sort of coach, 36 years old or thereabouts. Um, he's worked on Wall Street. He knows how to work with the executives. He knows how to work with the younger guys. Um, he knows how to develop players. He's seen that go through the process at uh, at Atlanta with uh, co- uh, following Coach Bud and then um, and now at Milwaukee, where they're competing and, and at a higher level. And we've seen those guys go from strength to strength as well. Uh, those players being Chris Middleton, Giannis. He knows how to work with the big stars. Um, so, you know, th- that is an intriguing sort of thing that uh, could a younger, I suppose, more vibrant coach, um, he knows the NBA, he knows that uh, corporate side as well as the player side. Could that be a good fit? Well, you know, from all reports, probably. He, he sounds like he's ready to, to make that jump, and uh, that'll be a really interesting sort of uh, turn of events for us, a, a different new age, so to speak, coach rather than the um, the old school coach like a Stan Van Gundy um, and even an Alvin Gentry who was a, a more of a player's coach rather than a um, X's and O's coach. Uh, so we'll see what happens with that. Um, another issue... Oh, another issue. Another person that has been floated uh, is Willie Green recently, uh, an lead assistant over at uh, the Phoenix Suns. Obviously, they're uh, deep in a Western Conference Finals run as well. Um, could be another guy that's pushing it. I've heard good things about him uh, just in passing. Uh, no official source or anything like that, but uh, there have been some rumblings that uh, former Pelican, well, Hornets player, um, Willie Green, could also be in consideration, a, a high-character guy, um, and a guy waiting for his for his chance. Now, there is this argument: Do you go and get an established coach? Do you go and get a new? Do you give someone new a, a chance? And I think it's got to come down to who's the best person that's put in front of you. You know, guys like um, Jacques Vaughn, they have that experience. Yeah, the Magic. You know, they didn't, he didn't do well there. The team that he had were average, uh, is the word I'm going to use. So, how can you blame a rookie head coach? not being able to turn that into wins when you've got pretty average uh, players to work with. No offense to that team, but they were uh, not that great. And and the success, um, I think, uh, reflected that. Now, if we remember, Kenny Atkinson was sacked mid-season to bring Jark Vaughan in, um, promoted to interim head coach with that Nets team because he couldn't relate to the to the stars and, and they felt that Jark could. So, unfortunately, we didn't get him... Um, but then you get these first-time 
head coaches such as, um, you know, you have a look at guys like Chauncey Billups. He's getting his go. Imi Adoku has been uh, putting his reps in. These guys are getting their chances. The established head coaches, you know, Mike D'Antoni still floating around. I've seen his name floating around a bit as well. As to whether or not you'd want to bring him in, I don't know. I think maybe it is time to blood new people. And if Charles Lee's the guy, well, give him the nod. I've also heard David Vanterpool over at, uh, oh, he's at Portland briefly and, oh, well, for a while. And then um, more recently, he has been at the Minnesota Timberwolves as an assistant coach and another high character guy. They call him the Damian Lillard Whisperer, which if you've been following Twitter, um, could be on the cards that we go after him. You know, I think if, if you go and sign him, then we push all the eggs into the into the one basket and say, we need to get Dame and we need to use David Vanderpool to, to call him up and go and get him. And we'll get to that a little bit later on as to whether or not we think um, we've got a chance of pulling it off. But... Um, at the moment, there's a few different guys floating around, and I think we need to find someone new. I think we need to find a new guy that can connect with Zion. I think he needs to be involved. I think Brandon Ingram does as well. And I think we find guys that um, we find a lead a lead coach that is ready and is ready to grow with this team because that's what we need. Um, we need to see this team, and we need to see some success. And we need guys that have been there. You know, Charles Lee, he's there. Um, Vanderpool, he's, he's, he's been in the playoffs. You know, you see these guys that have had that success as, as uh, assistants, you know, they know how to win. Whether it's win at all or not, who knows? But sometimes that's about the players that you, put, that you get uh, dealt with. So we'll see what happens. Um, watch this space, I suppose. Um, yeah, hopefully we get someone good. That's all I want. I want someone that we can cheer for, and it's going to give us some sustained success so that Zion Williamson doesn't crack a sad and bail. Um, I know it probably won't happen, and we're never going to give his rights up, um, regardless of the demands, but uh, we will see what happens. So, second part of today's show. The FIBA qualifiers have started, and... um, they kicked off this morning with Greece and Canada. Um, both teams had a few different uh, NBA players playing. Uh, I think this is the first time Canada's had so many. Uh, we saw uh, Lou Dort playing, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, Corey Joseph, Dwight Powell, Trey Lyles, RJ Barrett, Anthony Bennett, um, Andrew Wiggins, Michael Mulder, and former NBA player uh, Andrew Nicholson all suit up for the uh, Canadians. Over at Greece, uh, Nick Kalathis, if you remember him, uh, George Papagiannis, he was playing. He was a former Kings draftee, I'm fairly certain. Um, Didn't work out. Costas Antetokounmpo, waiting for the uh, rest of the boys to rock up and uh, and join the team, the other brothers. Um, Prayers up to uh, to Giannis today, who looks like he may have suffered a serious knee injury, but um, yeah, hopefully he is okay after a horrible leg uh, knee extension, which um, looked no good, but uh, the game was hard fought. Canada pulled away at the end, 97-91 victory. The first half was all Nikhil, um, and that's why we're talking about it, because, yeah, Pelicans player, uh, Nikhil Alexander-Walker starred for him. He was uh, really influential. He played 21 minutes, um, you know, he had 18 points, 7-12 shooting, 5 of 7 from 
Oh, sorry, two of five from three, two of four free throws. He also had three rebounds, three assists, only one turnover, and even a steal as well. He was plus, um, he was minus one on the night, but you know, you you live with that. He was really good, and in the first half, he had 14 points. Second half, uh, Wiggins took over a little bit more, um, as did uh, RJ Barrett and Dwight Powell seemed to uh, to lead the charge a bit, but. Otherwise, he looked really good, and he looked strong. There were some um, moments in the second half where they were, they were switching a bit, and he got caught on one of the taller guys, um, one of the big guys for Greece, and they were trying to back him down, and, and he held his own. He held him there, and, you know, that length and ability to advance the ball quickly, I think, looks really, really good, and he looks like a starting shooting guard. Honestly, um, I think he has a spot in our starting lineup next year if he doesn't get traded. But, um, yeah, really impressive for the young fella and uh, and good to see him representing his country. You know, coming up to the Olympics, it's always good fun to see the guys uh, come in and, uh, and, and play and represent uh, playing at the highest level, I guess. You know, I think while the NBA is the best private league, I guess, playing for your country is probably the biggest honor you can have. So uh, good to see the NBA guys uh, pulling on the colors and, um, and giving it a real crack. So... We'll see if Canada qualifies. It was a good start against Greece. Uh, we also had the game uh, Turkey and Uruguay. Uh, we're on this morning as well. And, um, yeah, that'll be an interesting one to see the outcome of uh, at this time. I haven't watched it. So maybe I'll watch it later on and I'll let you know the score after that. So before I wrap up, I know this has been a short and sweet one today. Uh, we're going to have a chat about the Damian Lillard rumours that have been circulating. We haven't really talked about it much. Rumours are that Damian Lillard wasn't happy about Chauncey Billups being the coach, um, that he wasn't involved in this uh, coaching search. And he's basically said to Neil Oshley that you, and, and the Portland front office that you need to go and get me another All-Star or I'm out. And um, he wanted an established head coach. He, he said he wanted Jason Kidd which I don't know why he wanted that. He signed with uh, the Mavs, but he hasn't had any success at all. So who knows um, what you would want with that fella. But anyway, he uh, that's what he wanted. He, it was turned down. Jason Kidd pulled out of that uh, Portland race without actually uh, ever being considered. And so now apparently he, he could be on the move. And the Pelicans have a... Fantastic war chest full of draft picks and young talent. And also a second all-star if you uh, you want to float Brandon Ingram in there. I, for one, don't want to float him. And I've seen this floating around and people are saying, oh, you know, Brandon Ingram, you have to get rid of him. And I just feel like there's enough there that we could build a contender with B.I., Z, uh, Zion, and and Damian Lillard. I think that's a fantastic trio. And I think we're absolutely spoiled for talent. And I think you could put um, cheap veterans and and um, like mid-range, mid-level guys around them. I think they'll come to New Orleans if you've got a guy like that pulling them along. Now, to get that done, Damian Lillard's obviously making a, a truckload of money. Um, and so you're going to have to match the salaries to trade that. So you're going to have to at least give up one of Bledsoe or Stephen Adams. And I don't think either of those are uh, untouchable. I think both of them should be floated, um, and I think it's probably a combination of, of Bledsoe and 
young talent, perhaps it's Kyra as well, that goes, um, maybe Jackson Hayes, but I don't think you hold anything back. I think you push all chips to the middle and say, what do you want? I mean, we've got six draft picks for Drew Holiday. What are they going to want for Damian Lillard? I know they want multiple picks, um, first rounders. Well, we've got heaps of them. So let's put them in the middle and and uh, and say, matches. You know, we've got the top 10 pick this year. We didn't move up. We didn't move down. Um, that looks to be floated as probably the the key to, to getting this all done. That's going to be going probably other first round drafts in future in future drafts as well. Um, but I think you have to go all in. I think you have to show your cards and say, let's get him down here. Because what you don't want to happen is an Anthony Davis situation where we have seven years of him and he cracks a sad and then wants to leave. And then all of a sudden goes to the Lakers and wins a chip in his first year. And that is just add insult to injury. So we need to start winning now. We need to start getting into the playoffs. We need to start giving Zion that success. I think Brandon Ingram as well. You know, he signed for five years. Um, let's make the most of it. And I, I did read a um, an interesting take that if you get Damian Lillard, you should probably re-sign Lonzo Ball. And I think if you can hold on to him, then I think you should. I think you should re-sign him and, um, and, and build a backcourt around those two because, you know, you've got that lengthy guard. He will then only have to defend. He won't have to be that third scorer. He, he can focus on doing what he does well, which is catch-and-shoot threes and defending. Um, and, and he can be that secondary playmaker behind Damian Lillard. Nikhil, you know, you'd probably have to go in the deal, unfortunately, but um, if you can hold on to him, I can understand it because re-signing your own free agents allows you to go over the soft cap, whereas if you try to bring other guys in and you're already pressed up against it, you can't go and get them. There's no cap space. So to get quality players that, you know, could be trade fodder down the down the line, uh, you, you probably need to re-sign your own guys if you don't include them in that trade package for Damian Lillard. So, as to whether or not it'll happen, I don't know. I I don't have a crystal ball. I'd love for him to come down there. He's one of my favorite players, um, and it would just be great. He'd be that absolute clutch scorer, um, all-star, all almost Hall of Fame type player that, uh, you know, that we need and that we haven't had. So... I think we go all in. Uh, we see what happens, and uh, I suppose we play it from there. Okay, so to summarise, we don't have a coach. Nikhil played well. We need to go get Damian Lillard, um, and we see what happens if it is, in fact, that, that he wants out. Um, guys, I don't have much more for you today. We're going to try to get more guests on here. Maybe we'll do a draft review uh, and talk about what we're going to get uh, with that 10th pick. I know it's been floated around a little bit in a few different places, but uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, otherwise, until then, look after yourselves, stay safe, and um, I'll chat to you very, very soon. I'm Lyle Swithenbank. This is the Pelican Scoop. At Lyle Swithenbank on Twitter, at HoopBallPels is the show. Look after yourselves. Bye for now. This has been a hoop ball presentation.